Welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast. If you love tennis and want to improve your game, this podcast is for you. Whether it's technique, strategy, equipment, or the mental game, tennis professional Ian Westerman is here to make you a better player. And now, here's Ian. Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Welcome to episode number 205 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. I could talk for a while about why it's been a while since my last episode, but I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to go ahead and get into today's topic and, and simply let you know that I do plan on doing regular episodes again coming up in the near future. I've had a really, really busy spring and summer and looking forward to uh, relaxing a little more during the fall, and that means more time for things like the podcast. So today's episode is really important. It's all about confronting your weaknesses and kind of trying to figure out why you hit a wall in terms of your improvement. So let's go ahead and get right down to business, sit back, relax, and get ready for some great tennis instruction. All right, let's go ahead and get to today's topic. And it's a really, really interesting one, something that I'm pretty sure I have not discussed on the podcast before, which is pretty impressive, <laughs> seeing as I've done 205 shows. But and you know what? That's probably one of the most common questions I receive when I tell people I do a tennis podcast is, what happens when you talk about everything? There's so many different facets to this game. It's really incredible. And that's one of the parts that can really make it a lifetime of, of fun and enjoyment. It's also part of what can make it very frustrating. It's kind of a, a double-edged sword. But anyway, today's topic comes to us from Fabrice. Fabrice wrote and said, I had myself a moment of discouragement yesterday when I got out of my practice session. Even though I have seen some clear progress, I'm still not consistent, hence not confident in certain shots. I feel like you hear over and over the same advice, but I can't apply it in a satisfying way. So my point is, maybe the limit of the facing your weakness approach is that it might lead to reveal your own limitations. And then what? Since I can't go further, should I quit? Or should I go back to avoiding those parts of my game that I can no longer improve? Sincerely, Fabrice. All right, very, very interesting question, Fabrice. And, you know, we, we all have certain just built-in limitations, right? I, not all of us can be professional athletes. We, we have certain genetic limitations. We have certain physical or, or bodily limitations that will legitimately limit how good we can get at the game of tennis. And that's that's just life. However, I, I personally feel as though very, 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 very few people ever find out what their potential actually is or, or even get anywhere close to it. And from my point of view, of view, there's two types of limitations that tennis players come up against. So I'm going to talk about both of those limitations and then ultimately answer your question about if you should quit or if you should go further, and, and what you can do to, to work against those limitations, fight against them, and continue to improve. That's the whole point of this show, is to help you, the, those of you that are listening, 
learn how to continue to improve. So let's talk about limitation number one. And this is the main one for tennis players. Number one is an effort limitation. And what simply what an effort limitation means is you already know what you need to do to improve X, Y, or Z. And by X, Y, or Z, it might be your fitness, might be your backhand, it might be your strategy. So you know what you need to improve, you know what your weakness is, and you even know what it's going to take to improve it. It's just, but it's just a matter of putting in the focused repetition necessary to improve it. But there's a limitation on the amount of effort that you put in to work on that part of your game. And that might be through no, no fault, of, fault of your own. It, it might simply be that you are a working professional and you have a wife or a husband and three children and a dog, <laughs> and you just don't have a whole lot of time to spend on your tennis game. That's a luxury that you just can't afford in terms of the time. Or it, it might be an actual conscious lack of effort, well, not necessarily conscious, but just lack of effort in terms of not wanting to focus that much on it. And you know what? You have fun just going out and just playing. And it's not that important to you whether or not you get from 3.5 to 4.0. You just like being out there and you have fun playing. And that's that's it for you. And you're totally satisfied with that. And if that describes you, then that's fine. But you're listening you know, you you sought out an audio podcast to learn about tennis, so it's probably not you if you're listening to my my voice right now. So, at, you know what? At the end of the day, no technique gets better just by knowing what to do. Okay, you can know all you want, what it's going to take, but without the focused repetition that I talked about a minute ago, you will not get better. I've been reading recently a book called The Talent Code, which is very, very, very interesting. And basically points out that in a lot of cases, our quote-unquote natural ability has nothing to do with how good we get at something. It more has to do with the quality of your practice and what you practice. And it takes the programming of very complex neurological pathways in order to actually learn a physical skill. We, we've all heard the, the phrase muscle memory. Well, your muscles don't actually retain anything. There's no memory in your muscles. The memory is in your brain, and there's little pathways, little neurological pathways that, gets, uh, that get built or f- they get forged as you repeat a skill. And the more and more you repeat that skill, the stronger and easier it is for that pathway to be used. And so that's when we start to build up the ability to repeat a skill over and over again. So there's no way to short-circuit that. You have to build those pathways through repetition. And this is where most tennis players hit a wall, is with the focused efforts. They don't have the discipline, or they just don't have the time, or the desire to put in that focused, repetitive effort to learn a new skill, or improve a skill that they're currently not that good at. So this is limitation number one, the effort limitation. Limitation number two is a knowledge limitation. So if, if you are listening to my voice right now and you're stuck in a rut as a tennis player, it's going to come down to one of, the, uh, one of these two limitations or a combination of the two. So number two is knowledge limitation. So you know that X, Y, or Z is a weakness, but working hard isn't improving it anymore. So maybe you know that your serve is your weakness or you know that your backhand is your weakness. And 
every day you go out for an hour and you practice your serve. But after a certain point in time, your serve stops getting better. And you, you're working just as hard at it. The, the effort limitation is, is, not, is not the problem. You're putting in lots of time and it's focused effort, but you're just not getting any better. Your serve is staying the same or maybe even digressing a little bit. So improving further from that point in time has nothing to do with effort, but rather correct effort. Working hard on an element that will actually make a difference in your serve. So maybe you're practicing hard and it's even focused, you know, good practice, but your racket drop is terrible. You know, you're going to a waiter tray position. Your, your racket face is opening early. Your racket is not dropping. And so there's a big technique flaw and you're just not aware of it. So you know what? You can practice all you want. As long as that technique flaw is there, you will never reach your personal potential as a tennis player. So you're probably familiar with the, the, the phrase, you don't know what you don't know, <laughs> right? There's, there's something wrong. And if you knew what it was, maybe you could go ahead and, and work on it and improve it. But if you just don't even know that it's an issue in the first place, how can you possibly improve it? So this is, the, this is a limitation that more dedicated players run up against all the time. And I say more dedicated because for them, effort or time is not a limitation. They're putting in plenty of time. They're, they're willing to put in you know, the hard hours of focused practice, focused repetitive practice on whatever X, Y, or Z weakness is. But you can still run up against a wall even with all of that dedication and hard work and time because you just don't know what the problem is. You don't know what to work on specifically. And so all that time doesn't really even do you any good. And you'll still run up against a wall and you'll still get into a rut with your game and you'll stop improving. So how do you, how do you combat the knowledge limitation? Well, there's basically two two ways that you can do it. Number one is self-research. And this might be a lot of trial and error. And under this category would be things like videotaping yourself and looking at your serve technique and then going out and maybe going to freeservecourse.com and going through my five free video uh, course on serve technique and then comparing your serve technique with the serve technique of professional players that actually do it for a living. So that could be an example of self-research. With this method, there might be a lot of frustration because while you're improving your knowledge, you still might not actually know what the biggest element is that you need to fix. So on one hand, you might, you might be trying many different things before you actually find out what works, assuming that you do find out what works. But the upside is it's free. You don't have to pay for it. It's just your own research time, your own blood, sweat, and tears into the process. And the second way of, of combating knowledge limitation is simply to hire a professional. And that could be online or it could be in person. Of course, most people are still taking tennis lessons in person. That's totally fine. In fact, taking tennis lessons in person is, is better in a lot of regards to, uh, as opposed to taking lessons uh, online, there, there's a lot of pros and cons to each. But I, w whichever way you go, with this method, you are just directly receiving the information 
And it really shortcuts a lot of the, the possible trial and error that you may need to go through in order to finally figure out what is wrong. You know, get rid of that knowledge limitation and actually work on what's going to help you take your game to that next level. So the benefit there is that it can really save you time, but it will cost a lot more money. Uh, well, it, not necessarily a lot more. It depends on exactly what you go with, but it's, it's going to be a lot more than free. How's that? So the, these, are, these are all the elements that go into making that jump to the, to the next level, Fabrice. And you're, you were discussing in your full question to me kind of the different elements that have come up against the wall for you. And your question ultimately was, well, now what? So I found my limitations. Well, you need to identify what kind of limitation it is. And I'm guessing that since you're listening to me and you submitted a question to me, I'm guessing that it's not an effort limitation for you. So it's probably a knowledge limitation. Oh, and by the way, I, I should have really added this. You know, the third type of limitation, ultimately, we, we can run up against an actual athletic or physical limitation. There's no doubt about that. I started today's topic by by saying that, but I also said that is very rare. It's very rare. You you can always make small improvements. Most of us can continue to make large improvements, and I, I'm really a strong believer in that. I don't care how old you are. Um, I don't I don't care how ingrained your current habits are. Now, if you know if you've been playing a long time and you have a lot of bad habits and you are older then yeah it might it might take more effort it might take more more practice and more con- and more concentration but that doesn't mean that you can't improve okay please please hear me on that and i hope you believe me when i say that you you can continue to make big improvements it might be a little bit more effort but you can do it i don't i don't care what your age is or, or what your habits are um so when we combine that effort and we combine the knowledge, eventually it is possible to, to reach that actual potential and really be up against a wall. But I, I strongly doubt that that's the case for you, Fabrice. So you need to figure out which of those two things, the effort or the knowledge to, to go after and do your best to uh, improve whichever one is needed and at that point in time, you kind of you have to decide for yourself if it's worth it. I was mentioning earlier that some people are totally happy just going out and playing, and they don't really care if they get better. That they're just happy being on the courts, experiencing the game, you know, being with their friends, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you need to decide if it's worth the time and frustration and the trial and error, if it ends up being just an effort limitation, or if it's a knowledge limitation. You need to decide if it's worth investing some money, or investing the time to, to self-research and learn for yourself and figure out exactly what you need to change. So as always, I'm here to help. Fabrice, if you have any further questions or if any of the rest of you listening have any further questions on this, I'm always happy to help. You can send me an email to ian at essentialtennis.com. But Fabrice, thank you very much for your topic today. I hope this is helpful. You know, I, I'm sorry I can't lay out an outline of what Fabrice needs to do, you know, to take his game to the next level. I, I just simply don't know Fabrice or his game well enough to be able to say that. But I'm very confident that the key to his improvement and his continued improvement lays somewhere within the different topics that I that I just laid out. So Fabrice, thank you very much for being a listener. Thanks for, for the topic. I, I really, truly hope that this will be very helpful to you. 
That does it for episode number 205 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. If you're listening to my voice right now, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and your attention. And just the fact that you downloaded this show and listened supports what I do a great deal. And, and I really appreciate having you as a listener. And I, I want to give a, sh- a shout out to some really special listeners. These are people that left me a review on iTunes. And by the way, iTunes is by far the best way to listen to the podcast. You can subscribe for free and automatically receive each episode as they come out. And uh, you can leave a review and kind of rate the the show. And I want to thank the most recent people. I'm going to shorten some of these names. But uh, Patel, Beth, Vivian, Mom and Dad, Brent Stuff, Redbird, and Vanderschmoot. All of those are people that have left reviews about the show over the last couple of months, even though I haven't been putting out <laughs> any new episodes. So thank all, all of you, thank you very much. And they're not the only ones, but those are just the, the most recent six or eight or so. If you wouldn't mind leaving a review on iTunes, I'd really appreciate it a lot. It helps get more exposure for the show. So thank you for taking the time to, to do that in advance. All right, that does it for this week's episode. I look forward to doing more on a regular basis moving forwards as we continue on into the, we're getting close to fall here, 2012. So please look for, for more new episodes, subscribe so you can get them right away in iTunes. And I'll be talking to you again very soon. Until then, thank you so much for listening. Take care and good luck with your tennis. 